you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And hey guys, so I just got back from the farmer's market and I have my haul. Oh wait, wrong video, wrong video. Hold on. So this is how psychics conned me out of 60 grand. No. Actually, no. Okay. I don't want to talk about Laura Prepons unpacking the farmer's market haul or Christy Carlson Hermanos, how psychics scammed me out of $60,000. Your YouTube is like just infested right now. I do want to read you this caption that multiple people sent to me. By multiple, I mean two, and one of them is you. So the happily ever after, two days ago. Yeehaw! Cowboy emoji, dancing emoji. Thanks to Fox and the amazing crew of awesome people (laughs) producing, directing, and writing this insanely fun show. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Hashtag happily ever after. Hashtag monarch. Hashtag she back. The best part is that Bobby was like, I hope she doesn't abandon her lifestyle career. And I was like, I'm sorry, but a role playing her, the younger version of her mother is not going to like let her give up the lifestyle career. For the second time, by like the, the way, third not even the time. first time. Third. It's the third time? Third. Oh my God. Eva Amuri joins Susan Sarandon in Fox's Monarch. In her first acting role since 2015, Amuri will recur as the younger version of her mother's character. Okay. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. This quote unquote proved something that I've long suspected. I think that Eva and Susan have an agreement, if not something legally binding, that bans her from mentioning her mother by name in her social content. Oh, easily. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's like that's like fact. That's like as close to fact as we have. Even when she's like, I'm playing the younger version of my mother in a new show on a network television channel. She never says mom. She never says Susan Sarandon. It is weird that she would say my mother, Susan Sarandon. She doesn't say, I'm so excited to be in this very fun show with my mom. She doesn't even say that. Wait, she doesn't say mom or mother. She never mentions her mother. It's only oh, okay. in the headline. Something is very weird here. So she says, this is exciting news. And then she just moves on or just, I'm excited to be in this. Is there any sort of like 
text about the project. The screenshot of the Hollywood Reporter. I think that's her workaround. <sighs> she never mentions her mom. She mentions the children's grandmother occasionally. <laughs> but she never says, I was with my mom doing this or whatever. It's very well, rare. Sometimes she's in photos that she'll post. But it's never like, it's never explicit. And I think they must have some sort of agreement where Susan is like, I really want no part in this. Like, this is your lifestyle, not my lifestyle. She'll never say, you know, like my childhood when my mom was shooting The Witches of Eastwick or like some sort <laughs> yeah, of, right? she, she never says never. like an interesting story about, she's telling stories all the time, but it's never a story <laughs> that is like what the story you'd actually want to hear, which is like, what was it like growing up with? Susan Sarandon as your mom, you know? Like if Christy Carlson Romano's mother was Susan Sarandon, it would be like, the time my mom paid me $150,000 to vote for Bernie Sanders. You know, like, it, it, that's exactly what you would get if it was Christy uh, Carlson Romano. Right. It's the it's the, it's the the illegal, it's the illicit clickbait that she is <laughs> unable yeah. to be posting, you know? I think it's respectful, and I, I understand why she wouldn't do that, because I see her trying to like separate herself from her mother's place but also she looks just like her mom and is now starting to act again as her mom's younger self but i just think no matter how much she wants to separate which i'm sure she does her, she is so i'm sure she wants nothing more than to to talk about it because i think the businesswoman in her is more powerful than the kind of shame she's shameless is what i'm saying at this point so you're mm -hmm. right to think that it's got to be in writing like mm -hmm. susan it's is like i will writing. literally never talk to you again if you put my name in this project you're doing that's what she keeps referring it to her project and she's like mom it's a business i make money. my little oh, whatever you little say project whatever your little project because you're right, even when Susan got super political, Eva did not touch that with a five-foot pole. Mm -mm. Eva was not a part of that project, quote-unquote, for her mother as well. <laughs> She's like, we don't get political in Connecticut. Mm -mm. I mean, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> she literally is like, I'm living an apolitical life, which is <laughs> insane. Best of luck. I have a sense they don't quite see eye to eye. <laughs> did you see they got a guinea pig? <laughs> Like they literally bought a guinea pig. There's a she did yeah. a photo shoot with her guinea pig, and it's called Ew. "All About Our New Guinea Pig." I mean, I'm sure they're <laughs> cute, but they like really smell. They're they're stinky, but they're really really cute. They're really really yeah, cute. Yeah, good luck so, with that. Speaking of stinky but cute, I'm drinking a large. Yeah, I was Dunkin gonna ask how it was. Cold brew with it's fall two pumps of <laughs> pumpkin swirl and. Uh Topped with pumpkin cold foam. Oh my, first of all, pumpkin cold foam. I opened the Nutrition Facts PDF in the app and don't. I was like, you know what? No. And then I don't, just closed it. Don't, don't. Sometimes I get one swirl. I find that to be um, soothing. One swirl. It said they recommend four pumps in I a large. Know. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I asked for two. Yeah, that's why I use the app. So you could like, you know, put down the. This is not an ad for app, the app, it's, the Duncan app, but it might as well be. To answer your question, it is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It is. Yeah, of course, it's delicious. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Well, people always talk up the pumpkin spice latte in the fall, you know, from various coffee places we won't mention. But yeah, I gotta yeah. say, if you're if you're one of those reluctant fall lovers like me, which means like you're obviously you know love a crispy weather, but still mm -hmm. missing summer, there's nothing like an iced 
fall beverage, mm-hmm. which would be the ice, the, the Dunkin' iced donut, uh, the Dunkin' iced pumpkin, whatever you're getting, whatever yeah. with the squirrel. My old coffee shop forever, forever, forever ago when I lived in Bushwick, I don't even know if they're still open. They had a pumpkin spice latte in the fall, but they called it the Billy Corgan. So you didn't have to say. That's funny. I tweeted this, but before we move on to calls, because you are listening to Who's There, Are we be called and show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. I tweeted this, but I was watching Real Housewives of Potomac, and <laughs> Karen goes over to Wendy's house, and she's like, can I get you some coffee or whatever? And there's a literally a box of Joe from Duncan hiding behind one of the decorations in her yeah, kitchen. Yeah, that's, you and know, Karen family is like, runs on Duncan. Right. And Karen is like, oh, do you have any sweetener and she specifically asks for splenda and wendy opens her cat kitchen cabinet uh-huh. reaches all the way up to the top shelf of the kitchen cabinet pulls down a duncan bag and like rifles through it and pulls out some splenda packets and throws them on the i don't count. know why you find this so strange where do you think all my sweetener comes from <laughs> i i just repotted it i don't keep it in the bag i keep it in like a glass jar but when yeah, he keeps all, them you know. in the duncan bag i was like yeah. that is that That's is perfect. commitment to a brand. The other day I went to a coffee place, not Dunkin', that had you ordered the coffee inside, but then all the fixins were outside, which I thought was mm-hmm. so sweet. I was like, oh, indoor-outdoor. So you didn't have to like <laughs> stay in the co- – you know what I mean? Like you got your coffee indoor, and then you went outside. Outdoor. And under the awning, as before you walked in, were all the different stuff. And I was like, yeah. wow, I love it. That's nice. Buy tickets to our live shows because we're going on tour starting at the end of the month. Oh, my God. It's October 1st. Rabbit, rabbit. Oh, my God. I'm going to drink Dunkin' in every city. Woo, woo. And we also have a lot of calls, so let's get into it. Hi. Just calling from that country that is absolutely not ruled by Bindi Irwin. Um, I'm calling a pod because you were talking about Antonia Kidman. She's, like, actually a personality here. Like, she has ads and shit. I didn't know she was a lawyer, but she, like, does things here. I don't. She's certainly, famous is such a loaded term, but she's certainly like a degrade. She's a who here. She's absolutely a who. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know, lay off. Lay off that. Lay off. Grateful for Shanna. Even Australians don't necessarily know why she's famous, which I think is really funny because that was a very, like, Oh, she's she is a who here. Like we like she does stuff. We talk about her. She's around. It was extremely defensive for someone who didn't have details. Right. But then it wasn't like, oh, you know, the reason why is because X, Y, Z. It's like, no, it was a confused. That's what I'm thinking. Because I went I'm still obsessed with this because we, we all understand that she's Nicole Kidman's sister. And that's huge. Right. Like, you know, Queen of Australia. She's out. She, uh, Nicole has um Bindi who, you know, like we mm. forgot Bindi and Nicole is the queen and her sister counts as just existing. But no one knew kind of like what, like even I dug into it because it was like, I was like, what has she actually done? And I guess she really just was a host and a reporter for a while on television. Mm-hmm. And then she had some series, but she, again, it was very local celeb, very much driven by her sister. And then she did a yoga video, which I did put the audio of it in the other episode if you caught it. I mean, I'm sure you caught it. <laughs> I did it hear it. It was the full commercial. <laughs> mm-hmm. You put some good audio in that episode. That was a very funny episode. You got a lot of, a lot uh, of good audio. got a lot I of response about the uh, <laughs> the Carbone Girlies. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if anyone was going to get that. I mean, I guess there's what is there to get, but I'm just saying if you're not on TikTok or paying attention, you might not understand like why that's funny or what even Carbone is. But you don't even need to know what Carbone is. Anyways, I think everyone got it. I think everyone got it. Anyways, Antonia Kidman, she's got yoga. She's selling so many things. 
the other fun, the funniest thing that I'll just add to this, and then we can move on, was I did find a great article, a great profile of her from 2003, and the entire profile is like we can't mention Nicole, but then the entire profile is about Nicole, so it starts. <laughs> Antonia Kidman does not want to talk about her older sister, Nicole. Her mood, which was light and humorous while discussing her yoga video, children and current pregnancy, has changed to stressed and uncomfortable. And her enthusiastic replies to questions are rapidly turning monosyllabic. (laughs) It was, wow, that was hard. It was fine going to the ostrich with her sister, she says. No, it doesn't bother her that everyone knows about Nicole before they meet her. And she really can't say if there's family resemblance between her and her red-headed sibling. You've got to decide, she says. I don't know. It can't be easy living in the shadow of somebody as well-known as Nicole Kidman. And then it's like, now let's talk about all of Nicole Kidman's current (laughs) movies. 35-year-old who's three years older than Antonia started acting. And it's like, (laughs) what? didn't you just say that you weren't going to get into it? And then literally paragraphs later she does realize that she can't dismiss all questions about her sister it's just that she prefers not to answer them quote we get on well says antonia who adds she's not bothered by nicole's celebrity it's just about what you want for yourself and what makes you content and happy i don't have any envy or jealousy when it comes to her the kidman girls who are both five feet ten and (laughs) slim (laughs) wait Lindsay, you skipped the funniest part which you already bolded which was antonia who's bright and personable parentheses when not discussing nicole Anyways, I can't sorry. believe her. So I mean, it's it must probably, be tough. Her life is torture. <laughs> yeah, it seems not fun, but um, she is a who. China Holidays really is your online one-stop shop for China. There's even a 24-hour English-speaking customer service hotline while you're away. BookChinaOnline.com by China Holidays is my choice. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Bridget. Long time, long time. I had to pause the pod because you started talking about the Academy Museum and I work there. And I just wanted to tell you that we do not have Eddie Murphy's fat suit, um, but we do have some items that I think you would really love. We actually have um, a script from When Harry Met Sally that has Nora's handwriting in it. And it's the dinner scene where he's talking about where Harry's talking about like, you know, I need more pepper in my poppycosh. That was all added. So it shows her writing out the entire scene, adding the conversation in there before he asks her to dinner. And I also think you would love the Bob Mackie Oscars gown that Cher wore, not the year she won, but the year with the iconic headdress. Uh, just a few items. So please come check it out. I think you would love it. And yeah, it's just down the street from where you're going to perform. I'm going to see your live show. I'm so excited. And yeah, grateful for Shana. You say down the street in LA, but I trust you none because down the street in LA could mean like literally 10 blocks of highways. Also, when, <laughs> last time I walked a long distance in LA to go from like a place to a coffee shop, someone I, I happen to know, someone I happen to know pulled over and hadn't seen in maybe two years, pulled over and said, Bobby, what are you doing here? And why are you walking? (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. No, but remember when we had that meeting and we had to walk from the coffee shop to the meeting and I was like, oh, it's only like two blocks. Like it should be fine. And it was the worst two blocks of our life. The sun was beating down. I managed to sweat profusely before the meeting. It was two froggers. Anyways, we'd love to visit. If you want to, you know, hook us up with some tickets and put us on the list or whatever, we wouldn't say no. Yeah, this place seems amazing. Uh, Shout out to our friend Stephen who walked the Barbara Streisand Bridge last night at an Academy Museum event. We're so jealous. 
We got and a selfie. So I, an exclusive I have selfie. To wa- I have to walk the sky bridge. I have to walk the sky bridge. I have to walk the sky bridge. Got to be so cute if they had the, I mean, I know they don't, but as part of that, they had the Barbara chair that she took the photo with that she's not really there in, mm-hmm. like stand, like sitting next to the thing so you can oh, take a photo in the Barbara director's chair. That, that Barbara great. director's chair would be an amazing item in this museum. Also, speaking of items, I mentioned, you can play, you want to play that I'll call? I'll play the call. Yeah, I'll play the call. Okay. Um, it's right here. That's a, Yeah, I was going to switch them. Hi, Dimitri. I just was uh, pausing the podcast because wanted to let you know that if you did want to see the Mrs. Doubtfire fat suit and mask, it's in New York. It's at the Museum of Moving Image. And um, I highly recommend visiting. All right. Crunch, crunch. My brain did a thing where I have seen that. <laughs> Me too. I've taken, I've taken a photo of it. <laughs> the fat suit from Mrs. Doubtfire is at the Museum of Moving Image in Queens. Like it's literally mm-hmm. or Long Island City. It's literally in my backyard. So I can go see it whenever I want. And I do see, go see it whenever I want. Great museum. Great museum. They change stuff out. They have a lot of Muppet stuff, which is fun. They've got a whole Muppet thing and they've got, um, they've got a Barry Jenkins uh, exhibit too. Right now? Currently? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I haven't been in a while. But a lot of a lot of Muppets, a lot of Jim Henson and Stanley uh, and a Stanley Kubrick as well. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I was just listening to your call in episode and you guys are talking about um, comebacks in relation to Anna de Armas. And um, Lindsay was like, what is she coming back from? Like Knives Out? And even though you guys like covered, you know, it's her press cycle. I just thought it was an interesting fact to bring up um, as a K-pop fan that literally every single with a music video that a K-pop artist released releases at all is called a comeback when i first got into it it was so confusing it's like a comeback he just released a song like two three months ago i don't know i don't know <laughs> i thought that was an interesting fact mm. anyway bye Scarjoy, me pop, whatever bye <laughs> bye bye i love that strategy it's always a comeback everything is a comeback well also like i feel like k-pop stars have more eras than we do they really love like an era we want everything to be a new era we're like mm-hmm. gaga give us a new era like give us the theme change you know we're, we're obsessed with the idea of it but k-pop really takes that to heart and mm-hmm. that's why it's so much more fun because aesthetic above all and i like the language like from a psychological perspective too because then it makes you it makes you appreciate everything like when you refer to everything as like a comeback it's like yeah this did take a lot of effort to do this I am back, and I think that's worth. I think that's worth a celebration. Yeah, it also just literally doesn't have the same meaning. It's just <laughs> yeah, a different. Yeah, it's just a word used for a totally different thing in that way. The person who was the modern day Susan Ricci, who was nominated a bunch of times and then won, is Leonardo DiCaprio. Second thing is the reason that Milo Ventimiglia always talks about making a salad is he is a famous like former vegan and now lacto vegetarian so now he eats eggs and milk again and i know this because when he was on um heroes right after he was on gilmore girls around that time like he was named the world's sexiest um vegetarian by PETA. and i i don't know like that image is seared into my brain so um those are just my uh thoughts for this week Crimes, crimes, uh, Star Joe, uh, So two comments. One, the modern day Susan Lucci 
is Leonardo DiCaprio. A lot of people called about that. And two, the yes. reason Mila Ventimiglia loves salads and gets a lot of promo for salads is because he used to be a vegetarian. Used to be. He was once Peter's sexiest vegetarian. But he could still be a vegetarian. I'm sorry. He was a vegan at one point, but now he's a vegetarian. Even so, Peter's like, bye, 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 bye. So instead of bacon bites, he wants like butter toasted croutons or whatever. Mm-hmm, exactly. On his a salad. little butter, a little eggs, you know? Caesar like dressing. You can have a norm Caesar dressing. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got, if you're making yeah. Caesar dressing, you got to use. Well, eggs. you can make vegan Caesar dressing. And anchovies. Yeah. Like the two big things of Caesar dressing are egg and anchovies. Well, he's still a vegetarian. He can't have the anchovies. Yeah, yeah. Should we take questions? Yes. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. What did I even just watch? Melissa Joan Hart on a Melissa Loves Joe style infomercial on a commercial break. I am so confused. I need more information. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Whatever this is, they got you guys good. They got you just right where it hurts. They got us During too. a screening of Bachelor. Hi, I'm Melissa Joan Hart. We did a full intro, Melissa. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about how much I love coffee. You know, until I've had my first cup of the day, I can be kind of a But I can't legally say With a W? Lawyers. Son of a So, we're going to celebrate National Coffee Day infomercial style because... Why not? Before we get into the most annoying thing about this, like truly the most annoying thing about this. I know. I feel like the punchline of this is like. The punchline bummed me out. It bummed me out. But yes, during Bachelor in Paradise this week, there was a three minute commercial faux infomercial. Which is the ultimate sign of you shouldn't trust this because there's no (laughs) way that an ad like this would be able to afford slash want to pay for three minutes of time during what is arguably must-see TV. Mm -hmm. Arguably. Arguably. (laughs) Arguably. Arguably. And it was for something called As Bean on TV, which was a strange coffee ad, not only because it was Melissa Joan Hart. It looked like a parody of an ad that plays at 3 a.m. after VH1 Surreal Life reruns. This is my problem, is that it was trying to have its cake and eat it too. 
it was doing a parody infomercial ad, but not well enough. And at the end of the day, it was still an infomercial, you know? Like, you can't parody an infomercial if it's still an infomercial. You so know it, what I still, mean? it was selling a real product. It was selling a real thing. It's, this wasn't like Saturday Night Live doing a fake commercial. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't film a coffee advertisement and tell me it's not a coffee advertisement. But you have to admit they got the right person. Like, Melissa Joan Hart is a perfect target for this to believe that it's a real fake item the voiceover person was uh, someone named nick bakay who plays salem oh the cat sabrina the teenage witch and i'm pretty sure it's sabrina's anniversary the tv show too it's the 25th anniversary of the premiere of sabrina the teenage witch and guess who's watching bachelor in paradise that's right millennials who are the perfect age to have mm-hmm. to recognize to the voice of Salem. They put all of those pieces together. So okay? it's not com- incredibly misguided. It's just only annoying. But she's selling Maxwell House coffee, but also Gavalia coffee, but also ethical bean coffee. So it's selling all three of those brands in one. And then it's like call this number and get the a- and ask for the as bean on TV bundle. But when you call the number, you get this. Hello, and thank you for calling one of the totally real numbers from our totally real infomercial about coffee. If you know the extension of the person you're looking for, dial it now, kidding. There's no one here to talk to. We clearly didn't expect anyone to call, but we totally expect people to visit at tv.com to order classic Maxwell to Javalia and indulgent ethical bean coffees because they're delicious and, according to the internet, super useful. But since you're here, tell us your favorite Melissa Joan Hart role and the strangest thing you've ever, ever done with coffee. It's all these actual coffee companies doing a fake infomercial Mm -hmm. as led by Ryan Reynolds' maximum effort, which I guess is a coffee. God, he really... No, it's it's Ryan Reynolds' advertising company. Ad agency. Which is what makes it so fucking depressing because it's like... This is what he does. Yeah. He made the remember those like Mint Mobile ads and yes. the uh, those horrible aviation Ryan and Reynolds, ads. You have to argue geniusly spun himself making good ads for other companies into my. I'm actually pretty good at the creative here. Let me do this for you with other celebrities even yeah i mean it's smart there's there's money there there's money in advertisements there's money everywhere i'm sure they got a pretty penny from max Millhouse and ethical bean well, and so whatever the other ryan one was. reynolds doesn't want to do every single ad himself because it devalues his brand as an actor and as a celebrity so he says oh i can like do the same humor but with other celebrities this is his attempt at that did it work i guess you all called about it Hey, Melissa, uh, I've seen photos of you drinking coffee. Do you want to be in this ad? There, if you search Getty Images for Melissa Joan Hart drinking coffee, you will find them. She drank from coffee, bean, and tea leaf. She went to Starbucks in Beverly Hills in 2017 and smoked. What I love is that she had a coffee and smoked a cig <laughs> in 2017. I love that for her. Who is Jesse Palmer and why is he hosting the Bachelor Rat Bachelor franchise? Who is he? Should we care about this? I just don't. I don't think I like it already. It's on his photo, his face. That's all. Okay, bye-bye. In the spirit of it, 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 if it's not broken, don't fix it. They really replaced Chris Harrison with, like, Chris Harrison someone else. Like, another Chris Harrison. Chrissy or Harrison here. (laughs) Chrissy or Harrison here. Not to be looksist, but I had the exact same response. 
when I saw a photo of him, when they were like, we have a Chris Harrison replacement, and then it's this guy. And when I saw this guy's face, I was like, ugh, give me a break. Well, Bachelor in Paradise is doing just fine with its rotating list of F-list celebrities hosting, so that should they should stick to that. But I do understand why The Bachelor needs like one person to be the host. It's kind mm-hmm. of like part of the storytelling of it all. This guy is funny. A former Bachelor. I fully lost the I fully lost grip of bachelor people that are considered to be recognizable in terms of their names and faces because at one point I did have a group of people in my brain that I would recognize as being most attached to bachelor like if they came up I'd say oh they were part of bachelor but now it's just been fully out of it's it has spun out of control like I don't even mm-hmm. know I didn't know who he was but apparently he's been part of this community for years now yeah, he was on The Bachelor season five, the fifth season of The Bachelor. Was he The Bachelor? He starred. He was The Bachelor. Yes, he was The Bachelor on season five. And before that, he was, he a, was football a football player. player. Yeah. yeah, a Canadian football player, which is Yikes. the same as American football. It is the, you know, the oblong pigskin. It's not actually soccer. I was like, wait, is when I read Canadian football, I was like, do Canadians call f- soccer football too? I really was not sure. Okay, but he played in the NFL. You're he making it seem like he well. played on some Canadian team. He played team. in the NFL as well. He just happens to be Canadian. He played for five seasons. He played college football for the University of Florida. Ugh, he, okay, this is so boring. Yeah, it's and then so he was cast. Boring. He did spend two, the summer of two thousand six playing for the Montreal Alouettes of the Canadian Football League. That's a great football title. He was most famous for giving the rose to the wrong person. Listen, Katie. Man, <laughs> most definitely yes. <laughs> Thank you. Chris, I need to talk to you real quick. Ladies, they'll excuse us. That wasn't the girl I wanted to give it to. It's the Karen. I said Katie. I froze and forgot. I said Katie. We gotta do that again. Somehow we gotta do that again. He meant to give the rose to someone named Karen, but he accidentally gave the rose to someone named oh, Katie. Oh, this was probably early in the process, right? He's like, there's there's still like 30 girls. And then Chris was like, uh, we're going to give them to both girls. So after he was on The Bachelor, he started a very long career hosting television shows, including one that Lindsay loves, The Ultimate Surfer. Which clearly I'm not paying attention to him as a host <laughs> in, but that's okay. He's also hosted Holly, uh, Holiday Baking Championship, uh, Good Morning America. He was a contributor. Bakeaway Camp with Martha Stewart. Daily Mail TV. We'll get there in a sec. The Proposal, mm-hmm. which we'll also get there. Spring Baking Championship and ESPN College Football. So he, those are actually some pretty high profile hosting gigs. That's not all like random, you know? Those are yeah. some big things. Yeah. At the end of his season of The Bachelor, he did not propose to this woman, Jessica Bowlin. And now Jessica Bowlin's just like a civilian. She did not continue on in the uh, in the spotlight. Yeah. She's married to yes. someone else, has some she kids. She married an attorney and has two kids. Mm-hmm. The person that he proposed to, their name is Emily Fardo. Mm. And when he proposed, he got a Daily Mail headline, The Bachelor's Getting Hitched. Daily Mail TV host Jesse Palmer proposes well, with a 3.5 carat diamond to model girlfriend in surprise champagne getaway. And she said yes. Are we shocked that Daily Mail covered their Daily Mail TV host, Jesse Palmer? I guess not. He's part of the family. And when he was a Daily Mail TV host, he got, I think, his most attention outside of the Daily Mail, Daily Mail TV, when Nicki Minaj threatened to sue him for something he said on Daily Mail TV. Well, comes with the territory. And guess what? Looks like she didn't sue him. Hi, Who Weekly. 
I am calling about Luna. I'm wondering if others have been calling about Luna. I wonder if you care. I care. Um, I'm a longtime fan, and the thing is, is that I'm obsessed with their new song with Phoebe Bridgers. Question is Phoebe Bridgers or who are them? Um, obviously, oh no. Oh man, I got distracted. Um, cause I got a text. Oh god. Guys, I keep getting called by spam healthcare plans. Anyway, um, the song is great. Bye. I keep getting calls by spam healthcare plans. Sounds like a Phoebe Bridgers line, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like a kind of a, a rueful little Phoebe Bridgers line. Lying awake, I wait for the buzzing. A text from your ghost to light up my hands. With every new chime, a new disappointment. I keep getting calls from spam healthcare plans. This song is so good. I don't think it's just the Phoebe. Maybe I'm also poisoned by the Phoebe Bridgers thing, but I think even without Phoebe Bridgers, this song is a, is a slam. This song rules. This song and is this great. band has been bubbling for a while now. I mean, I I know a place was a song they did a little while back, and that song know. Has, it was in that song has been in my rotation. I mean, every like queer playlist on Spotify, like that song is the headlining song. You know, mm-hmm. like that's it's very much around. And I, but I do feel like obviously adding Phoebe in here, and you, I didn't know this, but they're on Phoebe's label now. So like, yeah. She has a vested interest in this. It's just They're very uh, funny. And yeah. the way they got on Phoebe's label was they tweeted like, well, you'll have to pay us $10 million to be on your label. And Phoebe like gave them a big check that sent Muna 10 million and zero zero <laughs> big record deal. Like these are, so this funny. is like, She's so funny. this is like 21st century 2021 Twitter queer humor up here. Like it's perfect. Speaking of that, same I think, do you see Kiki uh. Palmer tweeted about wanting to be on Insecure and then Issa Rae <laughs> on Insecure? On Insecure yeah. And I was like, first of all, that is so smart. She's in the because, trailer. But also because Issa also got her start on Twitter. So Issa's mm-hmm. like tapped into, t- it's a perfect person to pander to. Also, mm-hmm. who wouldn't want Kiki Palmer in their show? Like, that's like a ridiculous thing not to want. Anyways, my point is, is I that. I teared up during that trailer. For I was like an certain, idiot. For certain people. <laughs> This type of pandering and joking works. And they made a music video together. It's so fun. This song is great. It's all over TikTok. I mean, it Mm -hmm. could not be more of a TikTok trend. This is a great insight into just like music channels. Because on Spotify, Muna's Silk Chiffon has like 3.6 million listens. Yeah. Which is is big for them. They have like 2 million monthly listeners, which is big. But like the TikToks that use this song are probably in the tens of millions in terms of, of likes course. and views. Easily. And they're not even the song itself. It's chopped up it's versions clips. of the song. Yeah. It's like a remix it's of the song. It's that one part it's, silk chiffon. It's the it's one. Like, yeah, that one. It's writing the silk in one font and the chiffon in another in font, the other font, which I've also seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a great, it's a great fun song and they're a great fun band. And I think a lot of this also has to do, you do a lot of credit. They opened for Harry Styles for a bunch of dates. And like, Mm -hmm. you cannot underestimate the power of like three queer people opening for Harry Styles, you know, like that Mm -hmm. is, talk about word of mouth. That's the ultimate Mm -hmm. word of mouth. It also gives these people a cool factor. It's like when Charlie opened for Taylor, you know? Yeah, but I do 
think that the Taylor audience is a little bit more at that point when Charlie opened for Taylor was not as mm, cool or taste making as they might have been before. Like the, the, the Harry oh, Styles yeah, but it gives, audience it gives is so Taylor much a more cool factor. Taste making. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's no, what that's, I'm saying. Like it, yes. it makes yes. Harry. It makes Harry look cool to bring Muna on stage, and it makes no, Taylor right, look cool to bring Charlie on stage. Yeah, uh, of course it does for sure. I'm just sorry. I meant I thought you meant the other way around. I was like. It feels like more somebody that might say, oh, have you heard of the band Muna? They have a great song would be more likely to go to a Harry Styles concert is, I think. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they did. Did you see how they met? Because it's three no. people. It's um, Josette Maskin, Katie Gavin and Naomi McPherson. They met at USC. <laughs> this college keeps coming up. USC, of course. Did they all get in the right way? <laughs> How'd you get in? That's the right <laughs> way. As if there's a right way to get into college. Did they all get in the the way the the only way? If I were interviewing them, I'd be like, let's go back to your USC days. <laughs> How did you Do you, you still get have a copy college? of your application? Because I'd love to see it. Uh, but yeah, they got signed pretty fast after college too. They like they've been a band for a really long time. That's why it's kind of nice to be like this song is hitting and it's hitting the right audience and also the audience is big enough to propel them into the next place, you know? So it's it's cool to see to see that. Even though I'm sure a lot of people are rolling their eyes like I've known about this band forever. It's like, well, you're fucking cool then. Yeah, I guess. then you must be cool. Do you don't have to roll then your you eyes? Then you must be cool. I've known Does about it make them you for years. feel cool to roll your eyes at us? Does it? Because I've known about Muna for a long time, too, but you don't hear me talking about it all the time. I'm cool enough to be comfortable in my Muna fandom. I'm not going to just bring a Muna. Somebody called and said, what's the deal? This this band is all over our thing. I love this bit just before we end. Muna's album Saves the World got a 7.7. And as it turns out, 7.7 is literally the pitchfork rating for like the queer canon <laughs> queer Somehow, canon not like, necessarily queer artists but like queer friendly canon <laughs> like rena got it um mitski, mitski got it charlie got it Tanache. casey starcross got it tinashe songs for you one of her best albums got it ungodly hour one of my favorite albums of last year got it another queer artist shamir tweeted 7.7 is pitchfork's essential gay listening bat signal which is extremely true it's extremely true <laughs> apparently apparently i know I know, I know a place, place we, we can, can go. go. It really is like such a good song. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, now that the licorice pizza trailer has been released and we've learned that Alana Heim is top billed. My question is, is Alana Heim going to become the first Heim sister to become known as a them in and of herself? Uh, I would say that the band Heim is a them, but the individual sisters are whose. And this is Alana's chance to go from being the Heim that sings the least to the Heim that is an Oscar nominee, potentially. Um, good form, Bella Thorne. Thanks, girl. Grateful for Sharna. How dare I make a mistake? Did you scream when you saw Heim 3 in the trailer for this movie? I didn't even know Heim 3 was in the movie. I just knew that P.T. Anderson was making a movie called Licorice Pizza. No, That's I don't think anyone I knew. knew. I think they knew they I think they knew that he was making a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. That had gotten some mm-hmm. press. 
But when Heim 3 popped up and I was like, is that Heim 3? It actually took me a minute to get it, Alana into my brain. Like, oh, that's Alana Heim. Heim 3's in the poster. She's in the trailer. She's the star of this movie. Did we know Heim 3 had acting aspirations? No, we didn't know that. Is Heim 3 going to literally claw her way up the Heim ladder? I know it's sometimes pronounced Haim. We've gone over this before, but I'm going to go with Haim. But they say Haim in that TikTok where they go Haim. Tell me a word that when people mispronounce, it drives you up the wall. Haim. It's Haim. It's Haim. But Lindsay, what do you think about this? Yeah. We got a Jewish woman playing a Jewish woman. (laughs) Don't pander to me. Don't pander to me. Don't pander to me. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we had the conversation about Catherine Hahn last week, and now we have a we have high and three. I didn't, I didn't care either way, to be honest. But I, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't care then, and I, I don't really care now. But um, I do care about the idea that Heim three could become Heim one. Like, is she going to take you? Do you know what I mean? Like, can you ever? When you're the third board, can you ever be number one? When you're the third, third what? She's Heim 3. How yeah, could you ever be Heim 1? She, that would just be confusing. If you're she stuck becomes in your numbers. a movie star, she's no, Heim 1. No, you're stuck in your numbers. No, that's absolutely not true. We didn't create the three. The, we didn't create the, the the numbering system if if it wasn't able for her to overthrow the numbering system. If we have who won Best Actress last year? Frances McDormand, right? If we have Frances McDormand go up on stage, deliver Best Actress, and she held up the envelope and she says, and the Oscar goes to, and then she smiles and goes, Heim 3. Like, she's Heim she's one. still Heim 3. No, she's, she's never going to be Heim 1. No, she's, she's not going to go, one. Heim 1. No, she's no, Heim 3. She's going to say, Alana Heim, and then all of a sudden Heim 3 is going to go right to Heim 1. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's so, it's like, that would be so confusing to me. Well, too bad. She If she decide, if she becomes a movie star, if she's good at this, then you're we're fucked here. I thought you were going to say if Frances McDormand joined Heim, would she be Heim 1? The answer is yes. It'd be Frances McDormand and the rest of Heim. <laughs> I thought that was going to be your your comparison. I was like waiting for you to be like, if Frances McDormand if joined Frances Heim. If Frances McDormand joined Heim, would she be Heim 1? Yes. No, she wouldn't. Yes, she would. Yes, she would. Yes, she would. So then what? Heim 3 would be Heim 4? Or would yes, Heim 3 be Heim sure. 2? Because she'd be the number one Heim. Okay, she'd be well, the number be one Frances original Frances McDormand, Heim. then Heim 2, then Heim 3, then Heim 4. Unfortunately, <laughs> what's Heim, her face would be the last one. But when Heim. you say Heim 2, if Frances McDormand joined Heim and Heim... Okay, if Frances McDormand joined Heim and became Heim 1, yeah. would Heim 2 be Alana Heim, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Heim 3? Yes. And then a Heim 1 would be Heim 3, a.k.a. the singer, the, the lead, the main the main singer. And then the bassist okay, but- with the funny, the funny faces would be Heim 4. She'd get bumped from the band completely. Estee's Heim 2, Danielle's Heim 1, Alana's Heim 3. Yeah. The, but cut to Licorice Pizza coming out. Francis Alana's McDormand. Heim 1, potentially. No, Francis McDormand is Francis Heim McDormand 1. Francis McDormand Heim 1. <laughs> Alana is Heim 2. Uh, Michelle, Chris. what's her name? It's, there's not a Heim sister named Michelle. <laughs> what's the one you just said? The, the girl Danielle. Who, Danielle is Heim 3. Danielle. The one, and then Estee is Heim 4. Heim 1. She got bumped. Isn't it Estee? Isn't it Estee? Estee. But currently, at the time of recording, Alana Heim is still Heim 3. Until I see this dang movie, this dang movie, I'm not going <laughs> to, she doesn't get bumped up in my brain. But I will say that the movie poster is very, like, overwhelming to see. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering why she's in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, it's because somehow Heim became Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson's, like, muses over the past five years. 
PTA is the number one Valley girl. Like he's an original Valley girl. He really is. Him and Sam Fernando are like hand in hand. Oh, he do- <laughs> stupid. Don't laugh at that. P.T. Anderson and San that. Fernando are hand in hand, though. Yeah. They, he loves the San Fernando. Even like how he met them was like Asa from fucking um, Yorma, Asa and... Asa Tacconi, yeah. From, but from, mm. where are they from? The Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. He, they're friends with him and he met P.T.A. at a party and he said, mm-hmm. oh, you love the valley? I know three sisters who love the valley just as much as you, if that's even <laughs> possible. Have you met them? They're called Haim. And then they that's how they met. And then PTA became their greatest muse. <laughs> or other way around. But also, I think the other way around. I think both ways they are, inspire each other. She also said... Maya Rudolph is the most incredible human being of all time. So well, I was like, true. I wonder how Maya feels about all of this. And Maya seems to love it. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any funny business going on. I thought, no, I, I don't I'm, know, not, but... I'm not saying there's funny business. I'm not suggesting funny business. I'm just like, you would think it would be a little bit annoying. But it is weird because then you have them, not only him being inspired by them and making all their music videos and really doing fun stuff. It's They're amazing. They have great music videos. Obviously, they're directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. I love the one where they're just walking. It, but just through the valley. It's like, oh, through perfect the valley. for the music. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but, 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 Alana, aka Heim 3, said, we show Paul everything before we even show our label or management or anyone. Paul's always our first call. So not only is he inspired by them for his medium, but for some reason, they're calling Paul Thomas Anderson to listen to their music before anyone else, which is an interesting turn. Yeah, turn in the story. Mm -hmm. So Alana is the star of this movie, which we don't really know much about even after the trailer. We just know that there was a record shop. is confusing. If you watch that trailer, do you know what it's about? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, what is this movie about? It's set in the 70s. There was a famous record store in the Valley called Licorice Pizza. So that's apparently what it's referencing. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. And then Bradley Cooper is playing Barbara Streisand's ex-boyfriend. Insane. Who was that? Movie producer. So there's some true life stuff happening. And Barbara was in the original Star is Born. So like it's Mm -hmm. all connected. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper, is playing the like the the love interest to Alana Hyde. Which is also extraordinarily overwhelming to watch, I think, for most Mm -hmm. people. Most people are just like, are you like, first of all, Heim 3, already overwhelming. And then Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is a former, you know, muse of PTAs, his son is now... P.T. Anderson. What? That's the, mm-hmm. that's, isn't P.T. Anderson the, the circus guy? That's uh, P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Okay. <laughs> Just the way you <laughs> that's said. That's Hugh P- Jackman. You're thinking of Hugh Jackman. Just the idea you said P.T. Anderson instead of Paul Thomas. I like got my brain was like P.T. Anderson. <laughs> so we have Cooper Hoffman, which what I found kind of funny is that at least to Did me. you know he acted? No, this is his first time. He's like 18. So he's playing a high school student. Alana Haim apparently is, is also Michael playing Gandal- a high school student. This is Michael, very Michael Gandolfini. You know what I mean? Like very but, similar. Well, yeah. yeah. But what I thought was so funny is, God, I hate doing this. Now I'm so hyper aware of it every time this happens. I saw a funny tweet. You know the the, <gasps> the Dear Evan Hansen meme of Ben Platt crying, like sobbing? Of course. You know? 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So I saw that photo and the caption was something like Ben Platt when he sees people not care that Alana Haim is also playing a high schooler in 2021. Uh, that's true. Like she Cuz she's also 29. She's definitely older. Is I think she's older than Ben but Platt. Her, but I do think that her it's because that she's more of a convincing high schooler than Yeah, she's literally older than Ben Platt and no one cares. Also, are we sure she's in high school in this movie? We're not so sure cuz in the trailer she does say that she's embarrassed that she's like hanging out with him. Yeah, but I think she might be like in college. Like I, we don't really, we're not. Maybe she's 18. Dear Evan Hansen is it's like, this is a high schooler. He like closes a locker and he looks like he's, you know, 100 <laughs> years old. But I'm just saying we don't really know whether she's. Right. It's more so funny to true. see the split of people being like, is that Heim 3 and is that uh, Paul, is that Philip Seymour Hoffman's son? That was the funny mm -hmm. split it's of seeing people decide what they wanted to like really focus on because either you're mm -hmm. extremely overwhelmed and depressed or you're like, Heim 3, what are you doing here? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Which is my angle. Sorry. I go both ways on I'm a I'm a film loser and a Heim three, you know, <laughs> disciple, but in this in this situation I went towards Heim three. A film loser. Is this the first PT Anderson movie since Phantom Thread? Yeah, I think so. God. That's crazy to think what because that was such a perfect film. See? Film loser. <laughs> I'm a film loser. <laughs> Letterbox loser. You're a letterbox oh my loser. God, that literally is what I did. I don't even use it. I'm not even. You're a, such a letterbox it. loser. But letterbox loser really is like we're all the girlies are talking about that they can't believe the film that Steve Marhoffman's son is in this movie. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I know that you guys like hate on the morning show a lot, and to be fair, I've not seen a single episode. Although some of my friends say it's really underrated and good, but Hudson Minaj is on the new like season two and so i'm wondering if like now we have the stand so just for context i am a brown person and i think that brown people unequivocally stand husband minaj so i kind of feel like we have to stand now and i'm very reluctant to watch the morning show because of all of your comments about it but i think i'm gonna have to watch please discuss crunch crunch okay i'm gonna answer your question by just playing one clip from the morning show. See episode two of the morning show? Season two, episode one. Season two, episode one. Maybe it's much too early in the game. I bet I thought I'd ask you just the same. What are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve. Oh, I know we're going to freeze our balls off tomorrow night in Times Square. The jackpot question in advance. What are you doing? Beautiful, beautiful four. Yes, you heard that right. That was Hassan Minaj and Reese Witherspoon singing What Are You Doing New Year's Eve on the season premiere of The Morning Show. I think that means we have to stand. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, Tiana Taylor stand here, but I'm really confused as to why she's retiring. Uh, sorry if you can hear the morning show in the background. It's pretty bad, but I'm seeing on Tiana Taylor's Instagram that she's like on a retiring tour or going to be on one. She's literally like in her 30s. Why is she retiring? Please let me know. Uh, thanks. Grateful for Sharna. Wouldn't you retire in your 30s if you could? <laughs> like, Must be nice. Retire? I don't think it matters that she's in her 30s that she wants to retire, but it is true that she is retiring from music from music right because she sells a reality show she's still probably dancing on the side as well 
But in terms of like being a musical artist, she is ending that part of her career, at least for the time being. And I think it's actually happening because this farewell tour is now like on the books. You could buy tickets to her farewell tour. But is it farewell tour in the sense of kiss? Is it the farewell tour in the sense of share? Like, what kind of farewell tour are we talking here? We've There's lots of farewell tours out there. Eagles, they had many farewell tours, didn't they, you know? It's a good way to sell a tour, but is it farewell? Remember when LCD Sound System did their yep. last show ever, and yep. it was like $1 million to go see that but at Madison wasn't. Square Garden, and then a couple years later, they were like, we're back, hi, and no one cares, we're going to see them again anyway, you it know, is, like, It whatever. is, though, one of those things where I do think that a lot of it is the frust. she has a lot of frustration about her yes. music career, and like... There's actually she, quite a long story. She has been expressing the same sort of frustration in terms of like not being popular to her liking or you know feeling like she's working with the right people and not getting the right stuff out of it I mean for a being while she was like label. all over the Kanye stuff you know it's like she really was like in the right place at the right time but something isn't happening and obviously there's label issues that she was having so I do think it's not just like we're naming all these people that are like I'm old and like retiring many times but this really felt like from a place of more like creative frustration, which can change, which feel, which why I feel like this is not necessarily the end of her music career. Mm -hmm. It's been about a year coming. So in December of 2020, she published an Instagram post with her Spotify artist wrapped screenshot. And she was like, wow, 162 million streams this year. I have 15 million listeners. Amazing. But by the way, I'm going to stop making music. Thank you for supporting me. And then a couple of days later, people were like, wait, what did you mean by that? Did you actually mean that? And that's when she explained that it was kind of a mental health issue. She was like, this is just exhausting to me. Like, it's ruining my mental health. Right. I love everyone for supporting me. This is really great. But this is really tough on me. And the label is not doing their work. She feels like she's putting in all the effort. Yeah, it's Def Jam. She said she's been with them for 10 years. They've given her literally no push since signing 10 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. She said, the crazy part is I asked Def Jam to just drop me on almost 10 different occasions straight to their face up in the building. Like, yo, just drop me because at this point I can't let this kill me. This happens to a lot of artists. We've talked about this. So it's not like oh, yeah. this isn't anything new, you know. not She's not in a special situation. It really sucks. But I think the special situation that she's in is that I think for a lot of artists, it's like they're only musicians. So it, you feel tied to a label even more like dramatically because you're like, I don't have anything else. Tiana has other stuff. Like Tiana has her reality show that is doing pretty well. Like, Oh, I mean, yeah, no, she's fine. A lot of things are in place to yeah. let her retire. She's which got is TV cool. on the horizon that she actually likes doing. Yeah, no, totally. So she goes on BET in April and explains more what was going on, which is kind of the, it's just more of the same, but she explained it in her own words on this video, which I'll play now. It was an interview with Cam Newton. I put in a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I work very, very hard. So if you feel unheard and unseen, I take that shit serious with everything that I do. Right. So if you're my husband or I'm signed to that, everybody that I'm aligned with should see me. Right. They should hear me. They should feel me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see me, hear me, or feel me, it's a dub for you. You feel what I'm saying? And I really dub, felt- That's that lingo. <laughs> it's a dub, you know? And I and I felt like, you know, the label wasn't really hearing me mm -hmm. and seeing me. I felt underappreciated, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, for my mental health, my mental well-being, and to stay, you know, strong for my kids, like, let me just, put this on ice for a little bit. It's mm -hmm. not that I retired permanently. It's more like, you know, I just don't feel like I want to move another inch for mm -hmm. a company. And then 
in July, she announced her actual farewell tour, which surprised me because, you know, an artist can say this, but are they really going to follow through with it? And she's calling it a farewell tour. But she also said, come see me just one last time as my last rose petal falls, I say for a while. That's kind of depressing because that kind of implies death, but she's not dying. Mm-hmm. She's just stopping touring. But then she mm-hmm. says, P.S., if you don't see a city, if you don't see your city, don't be alarmed. More cities to come. So it's like <laughs> this could just be a farewell tour that goes on, tour that goes on forever, you know? Forever. Like it's. Is it an end? I mean... She'll just keep adding cities. I don't know. I'm just saying I feel like she loves the spotlight. She's got a lot to give. She showed up at the VMAs. Remember, she was on the in the Normani performance, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. I just don't see her, like, going away. But maybe she'll... A lot, maybe she'll Heim 3. You know, maybe she'll get into acting more. She's got this reality show. Her and her husband have a great dynamic. We've said before, never forget, he... Uh, who was wearing headphones? He got the umbilical cord with the headphones cord. Incredible. And he's on Dancing with Stars right now. So is uh, Jojo Siwa, who so kind of uh, went viral with her Rain Malora on Me performance. Harden. Every Jojo Siwa performance goes viral so far. There's been two. Melora Harden's performances have not gone viral, unfortunately. But we are voting. I voted for her twice. You voted for her twice? Melora, yeah. Did you see? Wow. You text Melora. The problem is you have to know when Dancing with Stars is on. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. used to watching it live, so... If I catch that it's Dancing with the Stars time, I won't watch it. I'll just vote for Melora. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. I have voted That's really nice of yet. you. Well, you know, really I just nice you. want to support, support her, you know. She has, she's no JoJo Siwa, but, you know. <laughs> Speaking of Dancing with the Stars. Hello, Z and Bobby. Um, Emma Thompson's husband is on uh, the British version of Dancing with the Stars. I think it's called, like, Strictly Come Dancing. Um, and it was, like, like all over Twitter. Um who is her husband? Right, crunch, crunch. Right. So the British version of Dancing with the Stars, as we've said, is called Strictly, Strictly, come, Strictly dancing. come Dancing. Which I hate that name because it's not quite grammatically correct, but it might be grammatically correct in like England, as I always think that it's like we're missing something. It's also not as descriptive as Dancing with the Stars. Is just like I know what I'm getting into. Strictly Come Dancing. I'm like, am I going to get some angry person forcing me to like a no? A but strict I think it Mama means, Bear telling me to dance. Okay, but I don't think it means strict. I think it means specifically. I came here to dance. Mm-hmm. I didn't just come here to dance. The opposite <laughs> I knew of that. You were do that. The I knew opposite you were of gonna the Carly Jepsen. I didn't just come here to dance song. It's I like knew I came you were here sing that. to Ugh. dance. I know. Well, I'm not I'm not really that deep or that unexpected. So uh, Emma Thompson's husband is an, is an actor also, like a pretty successful actor. He was just on The Crown. He was in, they met on the set of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, no, they met, no, Lindsay. They met on the set of Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility, sorry, the, the other Pride and Prejudice. The movie that she won an Oscar for writing. Yeah, sorry. I just mixed up the two. Yes. Oh, better. Oh, I love So good. He's really oh, sexy in that movie God. also. Very Sense hot. And Sensibility. I mean, who isn't good. hot? I just watched Persuasion. Um, this the the one with um, Happy Go Lucky Girl Sally Rooney, not Sally Rooney. What's her name? Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. Rally Sooney. <laughs> <laughs> Rally Sooney. <laughs> uh. Anyways, very good persuasion. Um, and because I'm I'm really excited for the um, Dakota Dakota Johnson persuasion that's coming. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really mm-hmm. good. We don't have we haven't had a persuasion in a really long time since since the Sally one. Okay, we got distracted. Emma Thompson's husband is. On Strictly, which is cute because she sat in the audience and cried. That's yeah. cute. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like Strictly has been on longer than Dancing with the Stars and has become what I think Dancing with the Stars now, which is it went from being cheesy and kind of embarrassing to being like something that a celebrity might want to do just because they've always wanted to do it, you know, and mm-hmm. it feels almost like inspired. It's like it's not the bottom Where it of it. truly the- isn't about winning. 
Yeah, and it's also not about like just the being on TV to be on TV. It's like, no, this is really fun. And if I'm going to learn how to dance for free with a professional, that's going to be a really cool experience for me. I've always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the shift that 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 show made. And I think Strictly also kind of made that shift already into something being yeah. more cute. My favorite Emma Thompson partner rumor wasn't about Gadsby. Greg at all. It wasn't about Greg. I don't even know who this man is until today. It was about Nanette, a.k.a. Hannah Gadsby. People thought she was dating Nanette, but she wasn't dating Nanette. I think she could have been dating Nanette. And married to Greg. Because we got got a call about this weeks and weeks before the photos of them, like, getting drunk at a pub came out, where they were, like, walking together, leaving a pub, doing the robot on the street. It was very friendly and cute. Hannah Gadsby and Emma Thompson weeks perhaps months before that we got a rumor that said emma thompson and hannah gatsby were dating and i was like i love it this is my favorite rumor of all time and then this happened and i was like rumor confirmed but then we never heard about it again but not quite confirmed because you know right it wasn't confirmed at all but in my mind they dated and then it lasted and then it fizzled and whatever Uh, she was just having a good time uh uh-huh how funny is that yeah maybe they were just friends hanging out Sure. They were probably just friends. That is what, Occam's Razor? They were just friends and perhaps still are. But in my mind, Emma and Hannah Gadsby, Emma and Nanette had Went a friend in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Went at it. You're saying Went Emma, Emma and Nanette went at it. Okay. Emma? I respect that. Emma? Emma, we're going at it. Ema? I can't do it. I can only, can't say that. What was Nanette's next one called? Like, Paul. What was the next one no, called? No, I like, don't know. It Jimmy. was a different... Jimmy? Yeah. Paula? <laughs> Emma? Emma? Oh, it was called Douglas? Douglas. Douglas? Do- Douglas? It wasn't that like... I didn't see any of them. Was Douglas like the dog? Oh, yeah. Douglas was a dog? I don't know. Never. I didn't see I them as I just said. Let's anymore. move on. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else <laughs> is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much so rude everybody is unique and i mean everybody two words because everyone sleeps differently their bodies are different and that's why helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences i'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper some people are back sleepers some people are exclusively side sleepers there's a helix mattress for all of you not only is the helix the best mattress i've ever slept on the setup was fast and easy their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door you just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing plus helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model and if you don't want to take our word for it helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by gq and wired magazine it's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep helix is offering up to 30 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners 
Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. I just wanted to let you know that the good doctor got married to a mystery woman. Crunch, crunch. The good doctor married a mystery woman. We don't know her name. When I tell you I searched for her, I searched for her. When I tell you I dug through Twitter to try and find her name. No luck? I just thought, because sometimes Mystery Woman is like the the kind of baseline, but but the fans know, you know? The fans are like, oh, he's been dating what's her face off and on for a while. Or, oh, that's great. Oh, no, nothing. They got I got nothing. I mean, maybe my research failed me, but I got I didn't see anything. That sucks. But I did laugh just before we actually do move on because there really is nothing else to say. Us Weekly's take on this, they also felt like it was uh, underwhelming in terms of news. They put a spin on it and their spin was, the good doctor's Freddie Highmore confirms he's married by throwing Tom Cruise shade, which I was like, what? What? what What is this interpretation? And it turns out because he went on... He was on Kimmel when he gave this interview and he was wearing a ring and they he said, oh, you're married. And he goes, yeah, I'm married. He said, I'm not going to jump up and down on the couch on the talk show and express my excitement that way. I know that you do that in America because he is like, I'm British. Like, we don't get excited mm-hmm. about anything. I'm just droll. Um, you in America jump up and down on couches. He's referring to Tom Cruise. I'm as happy as a Brit can be and I'm married to a very wonderful woman now. So, yes, I feel very happy. <laughs> but and he revealed she is also British so I guess she's not offended that he's not jumping up and down on the couch like an American would Freddie Highmore who are them I don't know oh my god like who, who to me who definitely a who because everyone's like oh Bates Motel it's like what okay <laughs> was that really that much of a moment Bates Motel maybe for freaking what's her face people love Bates face? Motel what's her face Farmiga v- Vera Farmiga yeah yeah. Vera, Vera Farmiga, Farmiga, I think, forgot she was in Bates Motel. I think she might have. You know Vera Farmiga would rather hang out with Annabelle than Freddie Highmore, right? Like this, like, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Speaking of, Annabelle is also married to a mystery person. Joking. She's a doll. She's a haunted doll. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, she's married to, oh, the Dark Lord? Yeah, she's married to him. <laughs> <laughs> Satan. Beezlebub? Okay. Annabelle's please. mystery man identified as <laughs> Hell's very own Beezlebub. <laughs> The two were seen canoodling on a beach in the Bahamas last week. I did hear a rumor that (laughs) Annabelle was dating uh, Hannah Gadsby, but I can't (laughs) verify. I can't verify. They were spotted leaving a pub in hell. Lindsay, Hannah Gadsby can have platonic relationships with devil dolls if she wants to, okay? Okay, fine. Annabelle and Hannah Gadsby are just friends. (laughs) They're just friends. They're just friends. Or no, have I been kissed? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, stop. Okay, we're done. Let's play a quick who are them or something. Hi, the weekly. Um, long time, long time. I saw a promo for the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, um, and two of the guests were Margaret Qualley and Jane Goodall. Uh, and I wanted to ask you: before the episode of the Tonight Show, did Jane Goodall know who Margaret Qualley was? And after the episode of the Tonight Show, you know, to this current day. Does Jane Goodall know who Margaret Qualley is? Good form, Bella Thorne. Okay. Quickly, before I answer this horrible question. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like already lost at the, yeah. When you Google Jane Goodall and you get people also ask. First of all, I didn't ask anything. I just typed in the name. People also ask. Yeah. The first question is, (laughs) 
Such a good, it's such a good like AI blip. What is it? When was Jane Goodall born died? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when was Jane Goodall born died? I First mean, of all, she's alive. She's she 87. She's alive. She's alive. Did she know who Margaret Qualley was before appearing on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon no, last week? Absolutely no. not. No, no way in hell. No. Literally, no way in hell. No. This woman knows more names of chimpanzees than she does humans. So yeah, if that's the case, she does not know the name of Andy McDowell's pride and joy. She doesn't. Oh, does does Margaret Qualley know who Jane Goodall is? Sure, of course. Sure? Everyone okay. does. Okay, just want to make sure. Okay. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm calling because of my mother-in-law apparently identifies as a huge Amanda Peet fan. And I don't really need to know whether Amanda Peet is a who or them. I think I know the answer to that. But I am just wondering if you've ever heard anyone ever say that they are a huge Amanda Peet fan. I just feel like that's never a sentence that's been uttered in the English language before. My mother-in-law said it a few weeks ago. Okay, love you. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Okay, listen to this. I'm going to cut you off at the pass, Lindsay. Because I have heard someone say that. And that person is Lindsay Weber. I love Amanda <laughs> I've said it on this podcast before. You said it actually. on the pod. You've said it to me. I literally me. have. I've it. been like, I love Amanda Pete. I'm Amanda Pete's Dan. You're a I've, huge Amanda Pete fan. To the point where like, I haven't loved everything Amanda Pete has been in, but I will give everything a chance that she is in, if that makes sense. Like, Take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, take a like, chance. You I, always take a chance on Pete. <laughs> right. I literally watched like a few episodes of that baseball show that she was in. Like, not for me. But like, I was Quagmire, like, oh, Amanda Pete. Yeah, Blogmire, whatever. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Grobble. Crab, Crabblemire. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Amanda Pete fan. I'm a Pete head. We're Pete Moss. A Pete. You're a Pete Moss. Pete Moss. We're Pete Moss. You're a Petey. You're a Petey I'm bird. A Petey. I'm a Petey bird. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> You're a Petey sweetie. You're a Petey sweetie. A Petey sweetie. That's what you are. The Petey sweeties. I okay. always forget that she's married to David Benioff. Isn't that weird? No. But it's I mean, yeah, weird. it is. It's, it kind of makes sense, though. Well, it's also funny because she no. was not. I mean, yeah, she it ha- is. <laughs> has she been in his projects? She has, but like not really. I don't believe so. She's not in Game of Thrones. That's what I'm saying. It's like she never. Imagine Amanda Pete in Game of Thrones. I would immediately be sucked out of this world. <laughs> you know what she was in? That uh, She was like pretty good in the, the Dirty John. I think we talked about this when Dirty John came out. I was like, as Whoa, a she was sweetie, Dirty John colon Betty. Wasn't she Betty she in Dirty Betty. John? She was Betty. She was Dirty John. She, she was Dirty she John was Betty. Dirty John Betty, which was the last one. Brockmeyer. 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 That's what it was. Brockmeyer. Who were them? Amanda Pete. One, mm. two, three. I don't know. Okay, let's call Amanda Pete a who. Oh, no. Sorry, Amanda. We love you, but you're a who. Okay, next call. Petey sweeties. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, after listening to this week's episode about the Milo Ventimiglia, whatever, uh, salad dressing conversation, Lindsay brought up Paul Newman, and you go, you had talked about Arnold Palmer. So is Paul Newman the dressing, or Paul Newman the person, more than them? Grateful for sure. Okay, so I think this is more Paul Newman versus Newman's own. Yes. Because that's what the brand is called. Mm-hmm. But I think that's fair. So who's themier? Mm, Paul this Newman is so hard. or Newman's own? This is hard. Brand. I think it's quite own. I think it's quite hard too. I think a lot of people. I think there's a, probably a pretty decent chunk of people who 
when they see Newman's own salad dressing, they are familiar with the brand and they have no idea who Paul right, Newman is apart they from think the they owner just of a see salad the dressing face. company. They see that iconic Newman's own face, which is Paul Newman's face, but they go, oh, that's the salad dressing guy's face. Mm-hmm. At this point, Newman's own might outshine the work of Paul Newman. I think it might outclass it. Mm-hmm. I've consumed more Newman's own products than I have seen Paul Newman movies. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. They are, che- uh, yeah, again, cheaper and less time consuming. <laughs> You're right. It is easier for me to buy a bottle of Newman's own Green Goddess than it is for me to sit down and watch The Sting. But right. That's what I'm saying. I guess. Yeah. Are we going to put, but are we going to say definitively that Newman's own is themier than Paul Newman, but they are both of them's? Is that fair? Both them's, Newman's own themier. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, medium time, medium time. Question. Jude Law and Mr. Napkinhead from The Holiday. Who or them? French, French. Who are them, Jude Law? One, two, three. Them. Them. Who are them, Mr. Napkinhead from The Holiday? One, two, three. Who? Who? Clearly. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. I hate the holiday. Mr. Napkinhead. Mr. Napkinhead. <laughs> it's Mr. Napkinhead. No, that's the best part of the holiday. I know you hate it, but it's a fantastic movie, and that's the best part. Hi, Who Weekly. I just had to pause the pod to ask. In the Who Weekly universe, is saying, I had to pause the pod, a who or a them? Thank you. Crunch, crunch. In the Who Weekly universe, is saying, I had to pause the pod, a who or a them? <laughs> One, two, three. It's them. A them. That's a them. That's because everyone it's a them. fucking says it. Is that everyone why? says I had to pause? I had to pause. It's so urgent that I call in and let you yeah. know about fire extinguishers. It's problematic though because sometimes we say something that people then are like, "Oh, you said that after I called." But then they call back and say, "I shouldn't have called because I paused the pod too right. early." You yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. always happens. But sometimes you just have to pause the pod, you know? And we have to pause this episode because it's done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our theme song on Tuesdays, the Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to our research assistant, Timmy, for all the work that you do. Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon.com slash Who Weekly for bonus episodes and more. And thank you for coming to our live shows later this month because it is October now. It's October now. Ah! We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Him and Sam Fernando are like hand in hand Lindsay, I'm not a firefighter, so I'm not corrupted by big fire. But I love you. Bobby, I love you too. Please get a fire extinguisher for your apartment. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. This is completely pointless, but I was just listening to Lindsay and Bobby, that's you guys, talking about um, if you should have a fire extinguisher. And this was actually like a huge point of contention with me and my roommates when we moved into our house like earlier this year. And one of them was like, we need to have a fire extinguisher. We cannot not have a fire extinguisher. And we were all like, that's fucking stupid. Like, we don't need to spend money on that. Like, we'll be fine. And then within one week of having, like living in the house, my roommate set my sourdough starter on fire and like the entire oven was on fire and we had to use the fire extinguisher. So yeah, I just think you should get one. Anyway, crunch, crunch, grateful for Sharna. Bye. Lindsay, Bobby, you should be ashamed at yourself at the amount of surreptitious Burger King spawn that you have been doing in the past couple episodes. 
I feel shook by it. I feel upset by it. It is the equivalent of watching Ted Lasso and all of the storylines that they have about iPhones and FaceTime. Um, I really hope that you two think about what you've done and, um, you know, bathe in all the bathtub of whoppers that you guys have raked in from this sponsorship. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, medium time. Um, I just was listening to, um, Friday's pod and you guys were talking about, um, who them of Sienna's and I just, that triggered a dream memory for me. Um, and I had to tell you, I had this dream that I was at this bakery and I was in line and I was paying at the cashier. And the cashier was being super mean to me, and Sienna Miller was behind me. She, like, stood up to the cashier for me and was, like, stopping a bitch to her. And they were, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then she just, like, walked off. And it was so nice. And I was, like, oh, my God, Sienna Miller's the best. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed that. Crunch, crunch, me inside. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. This is um me, Katie. <laughs> performing Rick and Morty to you guys until you play one of my stupid voicemails. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick, 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 Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty.